You're listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. That's me, your naturally platinum blonde pop culture connoisseur. I'm the reality TV junkie, self-improvement addict, and host with only the hottest tea spilled fresh weekly. For more hot takes, go and give me a follow at Just Plain Zach. I always keep it funny and I always keep it cute. And if you're like me and you want to stay up to date with the latest reality tea, then go and give us a follow at No Filter with Zach on the Instagram. Uh, guys, what a weekend. Uh, I got a little Liddy City last night. Um, and I hope you're going to get a little, little Liddy City all summer long with my no filter wine. It is a housewives inspired line of canned wine. And I know some people are always like canned wine. That's interesting. Like mm, canned wine's cheap wine. It's not cheap wine. It's good shit. It's 13% alcohol by volume, but there's less than a gram of sugar in it. So it's not going to leave you with that gnarly wine headache. I can assure you I drink a lot more than no filter wine over the weekend. I had a lot of vodka. Um, so I'm definitely feeling it today. But go and stock up for that gnarly wine headache free wine at nofilterwine.com. Like I said, it's 13% alcohol by volume, but there's less than a gram of sugar in it. We have four fun designs in a fizzy, uh, fizzy crisp light rosé and a fizzy crisp light white wine that you can enjoy all summer long. Drink them chilled. You can drink them poolside because they are pool safe because they are in a can. Um, or you can, I'm always telling people, you can sneak them into your Uber. They can fit into like a pocket or a purse for like, you know, if you're going out, you can just sneak it on in there. If you're going to like a theme park, you can be like, I'm going to sneak this in there. And they're not going to know. It's an energy drink. Who's going to know? Nobody's going to know. Nobody's, they're going to know. Nobody's going to know. That's the TikTok if you're not familiar with the TikTok. It's a TikTok that I did. Well, actually, I didn't do, but I did a lot of them over the weekend. Anyway, now I'm rambling, but go and order No Filter Wine at nofilterwine.com, especially if you love Housewives. If you want to watch Housewives all summer long, you're going to need a little can of some No Filter Wine. I have this one right here. Mm. <sighs> Cut down my drinking or what? Or what? There's also, uh, sweetie, I'm gone with the wine. Fabulous. Don't play with me. Your husband's in the pool. And we've got, I'm not going out tonight. I'm disengaging. All available now at nofilterwine.com. All right, guys. I hope you had a great weekend. We have some fun tea to go over. I have Melissa Rivers, who's going to be on the podcast this Wednesday. Um, And we had a really good time. We had a, a blast. We taped for about an hour, chatted all about her new book. We chatted all about her mother, Joan Rivers, who I loved and adored. We talked about Josh Flagg and his new boyfriend and his breakup from Bobby. We talked about that. Um, what else did we talk about? We talked about Chelsea Handler because Chelsea and Joan Rivers used to have some beef back in the day. So we get into Chelsea and, and, um, and Joan. We get into Fashion Police and Kelly Osborne and Kathy Griffin comes up and we know that there's a little tension there. And then we did a fun round of since the MTV what is it movie and TV awards unscripted happened over the weekend so it was all the reality stars coming together they walked the red carpet and so we picked all of the real housewives that were at that event or at the on, that walked the carpet and Melissa and I did a little fun round of fashion police which was kind of fun since fashion police I used to love watching that so you can look forward to that. Obviously, you won't be able to see the fashions if you listen to it on the podcast. So you'll want to watch that episode on the YouTube, youtube.com slash But yeah, that's dropping this Wednesday. But speaking of the MTV Awards, we did see who was on the carpet, who was there presenting Kathy Hilton and Lisa Rinna. Kathy did some press and she 
said that her and, and Rena were going to be av- avoiding each other like the plague. She says she doesn't know how she would react to seeing Lisa, Rena, and Erica like in person um, since they were the ones that exposed her big meltdown and all the, the slurs that she dropped in Aspen while they filmed right ahead of the finale of this most recent season. She's supposed to be coming back. I think it's episode 11 is when Kathy gets reintroduced um, or maybe it's a little bit later but we do know it's not early on because remember she was holding out for that money but um, I'm told that there were no interactions with them like they didn't speak to each other at all at the MTV Awards obviously we saw them on stage together but she was you know on one side Erica and Rena were towards the middle I don't even think she, well I guess there were photos and stuff of her with Kyle because they seem to have mended fences but I'm told that Rinna and Erica had no contact or communication with Kathy but anyway I am told that Lisa Rinna sent flowers to Paris Hilton after the leaked DMs came out when they were referencing like some old videos that were circulating about Paris and her brother Conrad and in the text or in the the DMs it was like a I assume like a Bravo like account that was uh, DMing her. And she said like, oh, you know, that bad behavior comes from their mother. You know, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree, essentially. And so I'm told that after that, she actually ended up sending flowers to Paris Hilton. I guess apologizing is what I, I, I would assume, because I mean, Obviously, the beef is between like Rinna and Kathy. Um, and we do know that she that Rinna was upset about Garcelle mentioning her daughter in her book. So, I mean, I would assume that it would probably be like, I don't know, maybe like an apology sort of flowers. I'm not entirely sure in what context the flowers were necessarily sent. I'm just assuming they were like, sorry, I talked about you or, you know, whatever the case may be. I don't think she sent Kathy flowers, um, especially since on the red carpet, Kathy was like, no, I don't know them. I'm not talking to them, whatever. But Kathy did say that she will be at the reunion. She said, oh, yeah, I'm absolutely going to be at the reunion. So looks like there's definitely going to be some sort of showdown happening there because Kathy said she's coming, baby. She's not going to miss the reunion. She's not going to miss addressing. I mean, obviously, we know it's probably going to be like when Denise Richards came to the reunion and it was just like deflection, deflection, deflection. Let's not talk about it. Let's not address it. I'm curious, though, to see how much gets brought how much we get to see and how much gets edited out from Aspen. Obviously, we know the incident itself when they were at the country club that didn't um that didn't get caught on camera because they were cameras down. It was like their last night in Aspen. So they were just kind of, they were all off for the night, which is probably why Kathy thought that this was the most like perfect time for her to be a monster is because nobody would be able to catch her. She wasn't expecting people to rat her out, but apparently she didn't get the queen treatment that she wanted. And apparently it's a lot deeper between her and Kyle. Cause apparently people seem to have been interested in Kyle more than they were interested in Kathy. And that I think they're, and now reading house of Hilton and seeing how the mom used to like to pit them against each other, all of the, all three of the sisters. I get why Kathy has that like competitive spirit. Um, We'll see what they end up showing us or what ends up getting revealed because I hear the women are talking about it and they're, they're mentioning it all. So we'll see what ends up making the final edit. But that was, they all were at the MTV Awards because they were presenting an award to Paris. Um, so they all were like, hey, Paris, we love you. And here's your award. And then Paris went and she's like, that's hot, sliving. So 
That was that. Those are the awards. There were a lot of people there. We had Ariana that was there, Tom that was there, James Kennedy. Um, who else was there? Paige and Craig were there. Carl and Lindsay were there. A lot of lot of fun. Uh, a lot of fun reality stars that ended up showing up to that. So. If you haven't checked that out, it came out on Sunday night. I have not watched it yet, only the clips and highlights that I've seen so far, but I have not actually seen it yet. Bethany was there too. Bethany was like such a fangirl at this event. It was actually kind of funny. Teresa was there. Um, and Teresa addresses the Ramona leaking her wedding date stuff. And so she said that she immediately told Ramona to take it down, but she wasn't upset about it. She doesn't think that Ramona did anything wrong. I mean, Ramona didn't do anything wrong. Like it was, it was totally innocuous. She didn't mean to, she wasn't maliciously trying to do it. She was trying to be like, look, what a beautiful invite that I got. And, you know, people just happened to notice that the date and location happened to be in it. So, not that deep, but, you know, of course, everybody had to make a big deal about it because, of course, it's Ramona. But Teresa also said that her and Margaret seem to be doing better and that they're in a better place. And Louis said that Margaret's actually a nice person. So it seems like whatever beef they had last season, that has since been mended and we've been able to move on from it. Um, if Louis saying that she's a nice person and now she's apparently invited to the wedding. So Margaret Joseph's, I don't know if she's accepted the wedding invitation, but she's definitely been invited. I would assume she's going to go, but this also leads me to believe, believe that they're probably filming the wedding or at least filming. I think real housewives of New Jersey will film up to the wedding. And then Teresa will have her own spinoff about the wedding that we'll get to see after the finale. So the finale is probably going to be everything leading up to her getting ready to get married. And then she'll have maybe like a two part or a three part special. This is all my, you know, what I think will happen. I don't have any confirmation of any of this. So we'll see. I mean, I think wedding specials are fun. We'd like to watch a good little wedding special, right? But there were a lot of other... So Tom and Ariana walked the carpet. He said Tom Tom won't be opening anytime soon. I think the last we heard was like July-ish. But yeah, no, I think I'm looking forward for Vanderpump Rules. Ariana said they haven't started filming yet, but hopefully they start filming soon. Um, we see that Dr. Jen Armstrong from Real Housewives of Orange County has officially filed for divorce. First, it was separation. Now it is officially divorce. Things are moving forward with that. Curious if you guys would be interested in having her on the podcast. I haven't had, obviously, she's on the YouTube channel because I, I went to her to get my face done. Um, got Botox and filler, or we didn't do Botox. We did the new tox. It's Juvo. But now that she, I guess, I mean, we don't know if she's on the show or not on the show. We know that there are rumors that her and Gina Kay got cut from the show. I've heard that that final they haven't finalized any casting decisions for OC as of yet. So I don't know. But I feel like I would be open to having her on the podcast. Do you guys care? Would you want to have her on? Would you want to have her on if she doesn't end up returning to OC? Or do you only want her on if she's going to be on OC? Let me know what you think. Let me know. Because I would like to have her on if you guys actually want to, if you guys actually care. I also have Amanda Hirsch coming on. She's the host of Not Skinny, Not Fat. She's been interviewing a lot of the Kardashians. So if you have questions for Amanda, let me know. And Danny Pellegrino is going to be coming on both later this month in June. So upcoming, we have Melissa Rivers. We have um, uh, Amanda Hirsch. And we have Danny Pellegrino. Also, I don't know if you guys caught it yet, but on Up and Adam, there's a trailer dropping, uh, or depending on when you listen to it, the trailer might have already dropped, but 
there is an explosive and juicy interview coming to Up and Adam, guys. I'm curious to know what your thoughts are about this. Comment below. I'm going to have my skinny girl popcorn and my no filter wine as I'm watching it. It is juicy, baby. Oh, I can't. I can't wait. Um, so if you haven't subscribed to Up and Adam, I would highly suggest you go and hit that subscribe button ASAP and get ready for that interview to drop because it's going to be good. It's going to be real good. Um, get ready, guys. What else? What else is happening in the world? Stassi. Oh, she we know that she was talking about her fallout with Jackson Brittany, which I covered on last week's episode on the live from last week. She has now also come out and on the podcast, her and Bo were talking about Sheena and how there were apparently headlines about there being beef between Sheena getting uninvited. And she was very clear. She's like, look, there's no beef between Sheena and I, Sheena and I happen to like each other. Um, but Sheena, like we had such an intimate guest list of 35 people that were coming to our wedding. And originally we were going to have like 200 and we had to cut everybody. So we had to send out this email uninviting a lot of people that it wasn't anything personal towards Sheena. But, you know, she just had to like really cut down the guest list because obviously she didn't have her Vanderpump salary that was going to be paying for her wedding and things took a hit after 2020. So Life is different. They would rather have a more intimate wedding that made sense for them. And she said that Sheena actually was very sweet about it and wrote her back and was like, look, Brock and I are going through the same thing with our wedding. Originally, they wanted a big Bali wedding and things changed. And, you know, Saucy's like, we're not cheap. We're just fiscally responsible. And so she said that she was also upset that people were talking crap about the wedding and saying that she was cheap and that the wedding was tacky to only have, you know, this many people and to uninvite everybody. And she's like, listen, we're being fiscally responsible. We're trying to be smart with our money. You know, it doesn't make sense for us to have this big giant wedding that we originally were going to have. We made some cuts and we did the responsible thing. We're adults now. We're adulting. Adulting. So... She's clapping back. She also said she didn't buy her way onto the New York Times bestseller list. I broke this down in an Instagram reel and on TikTok where I kind of explained how that whole process works. People were speculating. Who was it? Was it Gawker? There was one website that came out and they're like, oh, Stassi, she's on the New York Times bestseller list. But next to her book cover, there's a... Um, there's a, uh, what is that? Not a sword. It's a, it, it, it looks like a sword, but a dagger. Sorry, there's a dagger next to it. And the dagger implies that there are a lot of bulk orders that were placed when the book was uh, hit the best time, the New York Times bestseller list, which I explained. A lot of reasons can go into that. You know, Amazon pre-orders are really important when it comes to whether or not booksellers are going to carry the books. Um her book was killing it on Amazon. It was selling so well. I was watching her book sales like weeks, months in advance of it actually coming out. And it was consistently like doing so well on Amazon that, and these were pre-sale orders. So this was before the book came out. Bookstores like to pay attention to that sort of stuff so that they know if there's a high enough demand and how much of the books to actually order. So I would assume a lot of bookstores ordered in bulk so that they can have lots of copies on hand expecting them to sell out like even uh target who's very selective about the books that they carry they base it based off of those pre-sale numbers and whether or not they think people will actually go into a target store and purchase a copy of this book so it's very common that bookstores would buy big bulk orders to make sure they had enough supply so that when people were going in stores to buy the books they would have them however when they place that order up front 
that does reflect the number of sales that comes in. And that doesn't necessarily mean that it's a direct sale, but it's at least a, a seller purchase. And so sometimes if the books don't sell, the bookstores or the booksellers will end up returning some copies. It's very rare in the case of like a New York Times bestselling book. Um, so she didn't buy her way onto the bestseller list. She also like said that she made that very clear that she wasn't going to do that or that she didn't do that. And she talked to her team once the headlines started coming out, like, what is this? Is this true? What happened? And they explained to her that like, yeah, it was just that there were a lot of bulk orders that needed to be placed as she was doing her live book signing. A lot of people were placing orders for those. And on top of that, there was also the live events that she did. She's like, look, a couple thousand people showed up to like our Chicago event. And she did a couple of book signings and a bunch of people showed up to those. that The bookstores needed to have bulk orders on hand so that they can make sure they fulfilled the orders that the demand of the orders that were kind of come in. So there's that as well. Leave Stasi alone. She's doing her thing. She's living her life. She has a baby now. Let it be. It's interesting. So Lisa Hochstein from Real Housewives of Miami, we know that she is divorcing Lenny. Um, apparently, she's still living in their house, in their Miami mansion, and he wants her to vacate. He's like, no, I want her to get out. And so in his latest, um, I don't know if it's a motion, in his latest court filing, he's requesting that the judge have her booted from the house. It's interesting because he's also like, I'll pay for wherever she goes. I just don't want her, you know, in the same house as the house that I'm bringing my little mistress into, which I would be where I would not want to stay there if I knew that he had cheated on me. I mean, I understand her not wanting to uproot the kids, and that's probably part of her reason to stay is so that she can keep things as normal for the kids as possible. How much of a hands-on mother? We don't really know how much of a hands-on mother she actually is. But listen, we're giving her the benefit of the doubt, right? Um, so I would imagine that her not leaving isn't to be vindictive. It's just like she doesn't want to be away from her kids and she doesn't want to take um, the kids out of their routine and have to bounce back from house to house. Like it, it makes things complicated that I think, I mean, if they have a guest house or separate quarters where they don't necessarily need to see each other, but they can still kind of be in the same quarters, at least for the kids and for the kids sake, I think that would be best for the kids. It doesn't seem like that seems to be his priority. His priority appears to be, you know, making sure things are comfortable and happy for him and his new girlfriend. Now, Lisa also did go on to, I believe it was Twitter. I don't think it was Instagram. I believe it was Twitter, Twitter, and she tweeted out karma, which means there might be something going on, something behind the scenes that we're probably going to see play out on, on Miami next season. So she's, she said karma is coming for him. So I was like, okay, okay, girl. Okay. Okay, so the dude, I know I didn't really talk about this on Monday, but the dude that was pretending to be Kathy Hilton's assistant, I'm kind of tired of this story. Lisa Rinna seems to have gotten the internet all fired up about him and like wants everybody to dig up dirt on him. And listen, I had people relay information to me and ultimately, and that's how I ended up finding out that this person was never hired by Kathy. And then there was speculation that maybe Lisa Rinna may have hired him um, to stir up attention for herself. I don't believe that's the case either. I don't think either of them actually hired him. Um, Rinna seems to be based off of her Instagram story. She, you know, reposted some of her old taglines about, or not old taglines, but those one old tagline 
about don't hustle the hustler. And then the other tagline, um, which is from this season, and that's the, you know, I am karma. And yes, I am a bitch. She seems to be thinking based off of, you know, this new flurry that she's got the internet fired up about that there is information about him that might link back to the Hiltons. I don't know if I believe, I don't, I don't know. The whole thing is weird. I think what happened is this person got, this is my personal theory of what I believe happened. I could be wrong, but I think this person got Lisa Rinna's number and wanted to haze her and probably is a fan of Kathy Hilton's. And so was like, you know what? I'm going to send her this message probably just to get a rise or a reaction out of her. Um, or probably also just trying to, um, trying to see if he could have even get a response out of her or trying to prove that this was actually her number by getting a response out of her. I think somebody gave him the number. I think somebody had, like, it's not that hard to get, these people's numbers. You can very easily look them up on the internet or sometimes you just happen to come across them. I know I was at a party one time where people gave me Nene Leakes' number. Um, I was like, what am I going to do with Nene Leakes' number? Like, I am never going to text Nene. Like, why would I ever need this? But anyway, I think somebody gave him the number. He texted her to haze her or to try to get a response out of her or to try to verify that it was her. She ended up posting it on her Instagram story, which I think ended up giving him an opportunity to take advantage of all of this. You know, I think, and I didn't think it was ever, I mean, I, I guess at the beginning I fell for the catfish and believed that maybe there was some truth to this or maybe there he was hired by somebody. Um, I don't know if I believe. I really just think this kid got lucky and got a bunch of attention and got a lot of followers. But the interesting part, though, is that there is nothing really on the internet out there about him. When you look into it, especially since he claims to have high-profile clients and he claims to be a marketing manager, I'm not going to reference him by by name because I really don't want people looking him up. I think the story is at this point dead, and I think we need to not give him any more attention because all he wants is attention at this point. But it just, I don't know, the whole thing's weird, and now everybody seems to be trying to dig up information on him because Lisa Rinna wants everybody to find out who he is. That way she can clear her name. And listen, I get it. I, you want to clear your name, and I'm all in in favor of her trying to get to whatever her truth is and to get that out there and to, you know, whatever. But I just, I don't, I don't know if I believe that there's a bigger conspiracy behind all of this necessarily. If I happen to be wrong, I'm happy to eat crow, but it seems like this dude is just, you know, looking for attention and has cried wolf one too many times for me to even care to believe any of it. Um, I know he wants to like tell his truth at some point or something. But again, at this point, I think it's really just a matter of trying to to hook us and gain our attention. And I'm exhausted with it. I'm tired of it. I don't really care to explore it any further. To me, it's not. It's not interesting. It's not interesting in the least bit. Um, I think that's all you guys. I'm trying to think of uh, there aren't there wasn't a ton of juicy stuff that happened over the weekend other than that whole drama. But then we found out that that drama was all fake. But we do have House of Hilton that we'll be doing again this Tuesday. We'll be breaking down the next few chapters. I think the next like four or five chapters is what we'll be breaking down on Tuesday. We go live on Instagram at No Filter with Zach at 5.30 p.m. Pacific, 8.30 Eastern. So stay tuned for that. I'm, I don't know if we'll go beyond these chapters for House of Hilton only because after like this is all we get from 
part one of the book, which is focused on the maternal roots is I think what it's called. So it's focused on big Kathy and Kathy Hilton. And it's basically focused on Paris's, um, I guess like back family background. And so the first part focuses on Kathy. And then I believe the next part is called paternal roots. And that's focused more on Rick and I'm assuming his side of the family. So I don't know if you're interested in Rick and his side of the family, or if we really just wanted the Kathy stuff. So the Kathy stuff, I assume will be wrapping up this week. So I don't know if you want us to keep doing Bravo Book Club. Um, I don't even know if I, I'll continue to read it if you guys are interested in it. I personally, if not, if you guys are like in the comments, you're just like, yeah, no, we got the Kathy stuff. We're good. Um, I'm cool to kind of move on from that and maybe find a different book to, to add to Bravo Book Club next. We shall let me know what you guys think, because the book was juicy. But I think the juicy part, the juiciest parts of what's related to Housewives and what we're about to see on Beverly Hills is already up and out there. So. Yes, 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 yes. Other than that, there's not a whole ton of, of shit that's going on in the reality world. Maybe I'll give you like a dating life update. So who were my most recent dates? I was texting with one of them today, actually. I was like, hey, are you in town? Should we follow up? He was a um, a guy that used to be, he used to come and visit LA often. And um so we had been taught, we've talked and we've hooked up in the past. And then I found out that he moved to LA. And so we went out on a date and I got really litty city because he got us three rounds of drinks. And he's like, I'm not really hungry. And I was like, I'm not really hungry either. But then when you have three vodkas, you're like, oh shit, I probably should have ate something. So then I brought him back to my apartment. He's been here before. So it's not like I brought some random stranger over. He's been here before. And then we were kind of, I was like, let's cuddle in the bed then. Um, I think he was under the impression that we were going to have sex and I was under the impression that we were not going to have sex. And so we're cuddling in bed, clothes on still. I think he like tried to start to get undressed and I was kind of like, oh, I'll get it like a little undressed, but like I'm not taking my underwear off. So <laughs> we're kind of just cuddling and chilling and making out and stuff. And then finally I get up and I go to the bathroom and I went to the bathroom to take my contacts out because I was like, okay, I'm ready to go to bed. So then I come out of the bathroom and he's like, oh, what were you doing in there? And I was like, oh, I was taking out my contacts. And then I literally plopped right into bed and went straight to sleep. Um, he was the big spoon in, in that scenario, but he was like, oh, 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 you're going to bed. I was like very confident that like I am going to bed. Like this is not, there's no boom, boom in the bed. The contacts are out. When the contacts come out, it's because the the eyes are going to sleep now. We're closing the eyes because anybody that deals with contacts knows that if you sleep with your contacts then like they get hard and then it hurts and then it's like, ah. So yes, that is the situation. He unfortunately did not get laid. Um, and then about two o'clock in the morning, he's like, all right, I got to go. I got to be at work tomorrow and I can't spend the night. And I'm like, that's okay. Okay, bye. You know, you know when the exit is. You know how to get out of the building. You've been here before. Um, and so I let him go, which, you know, that was that. And then we've been texting about, you know, I was traveling, he was traveling. And so we'll, we'll see if we ever come back together. And then the next guy um, was the the one that the matchmaker called me up and wanted to set me up with. And it's funny because Patty Stanker actually called or her office called wanting to set me up with this other guy. It ultimately didn't end up working out. But I get hit up by matchmakers quite often, actually. I don't, I think they, I don't know where they find me from. Maybe Instagram, not really sure. But anyway, they hit me up a different matchmaking company hit me up and said, hey, we got a client that we think would be really great for you. And I was like, oh, okay. And they're like, he's in entertainment. He works in television world. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Ended up going out with him. 
I thought we had a lovely dinner. I thought we had a nice time. He had a daughter. Um, was friends with a lot of the housewives. Like, literally, Jill Zarin had texted him. Maybe I told you guys the story. Um, or no, I think I may have told the after-party crew on Instagram Live this story. But anyway, so... Literally, Jill Zarin, like, texted him and was like, hey, do you want to come to the Hamptons to hang out with me um, for the weekend? I'm having a party. And he was like, no, I can't just, like, get up and go to the Hamptons. I have, like, you know, a job and kids um, or a daughter. Sorry. But anyway, that was that. I thought we had a great time. Um, he awkwardly tried to kiss me at the end of the day and I wasn't expecting him to kiss me. So I kind of like leaned back and then it was like a really awkward moment. I was like, Ooh, I fucked that up. And then the next day the matchmaker was like, yeah, he said there was no chemistry. And I was like, well, maybe he shouldn't have tried to kiss me then. And maybe he should have bought me dinner because we went Dutch, but we did have dessert, which it was, we had a nice time. I had, I enjoyed myself. And then I went on another date recently with this other guy that just moved here from Russia. And he was very clear to me when he met me on the for, on the date. He was like, listen, I am Russian. I do come from Russia. I do not like Donald Trump. And I was like, okay, thank you. Um, cool. Another foodless date. We mostly, we had three glasses of wine each. Um, three glasses of rosé. And it was very nice. We had, you know. It was a nice, cute little downtown rooftop moment. We had a great view. We had great wine. So that was a good time. Um, and then he, like, wanted me to post him on Instagram. And I was like, mm, is, I don't know about that. But he, yeah, he's like, let's do a cheers, a boomerang, and, like, tag me on Instagram. And then I'm like, mm, yeah, no, I don't think this is going to work out. And it ultimately didn't work out. And we didn't do anything. We haven't gone on a second date. We Listen, I'm great at first dates. I'm great at, like, going on a first date and saying yes to first dates. I'm not great at anything beyond that. So I'm, like, a good first date, maybe a second date, you know, maybe um, but I rarely ever make it to like a third or a fourth date. Definitely no fifth dates. I, there was only one guy that I think I ever went on five dates with and I only kept him around because I had a graphics guy that quit on me at the last minute before a big event. And I was like, so I need help. And he did graphics and stuff. And so I was like, oh my God. So on one of the dates, I was like, oh my God, I'm so stressed out right now because, oh, this like crisis at work came up. And then he's like, well, I can help. And I was like, oh, can you? And I was like, well, you know, budget's a little limited. And he's like, yeah, I'll work with whatever budget you got as long as I get to help you. And I'm like, oh my God, thank you. And so I had to make sure it lasted until the fifth date because the fifth date was right before the event. So I needed to keep him around you know, at least to get through that. And then, you know, after that, I was able to cut him loose. Um, I did end up, I think, hooking up with him once after, like way after that. But other than that, what a fun time. <laughs> what, what a vibe. What a time to be alive. Yeah, so I'm very bad at um, dates beyond the first dates. I'm great at a on a first date. But I'm also like, I'm the type of person that's like, I'm not going to settle. You need to be compatible with my life. You need to understand what my priorities are. I need to know what your priorities are. And then we need to make sure that we're compatible. I talk a lot about that with Melissa Rivers in this upcoming episode that we have for with, with in our interview that's coming up on Wednesday. We had a great conversation about that. She's like, listen, I'm not the best person to be giving dating advice because I'm single. But um, well, actually, she's not really single, which she reveals in the interview. But yeah, I'm clearly great at dating. I read Bethany Frankel's book, I Suck at Relationships, so you don't have to. And I don't think it helps me at all. I think, well, Bethany doesn't seem to be sucking at relationships anymore now that her and Paul seem to be going strong. And she looked great at the at the MTV Awards, by the way. I thought she, her body looked banging. The dress that she wore, the red dress was super cute. So I was very much here for all of that. 
I think that's all I got for you guys. Like I said, it wasn't a super juicy um, news cycle this past weekend. We have a, an exclusive clip that came out for Ultimate Girls Trip Season 2 between Brandy and Taylor where they're fighting. And Taylor, and I guess from what it sounds like, Brandy told some guy that she thought that his wife was a lesbian and then Taylor's like you can't say those things and Brandy's like I didn't say that to him and she's like Taylor's like you literally he literally just told us on camera that you said that to his face and Brandy's like that's not true she's like shut the fuck up so I can explain to you what actually happened and then Taylor like goes off the like totally unhinged goes off the rails and it's like don't you ever talk to me like that and then Vicky's right there like don't say that and I'm like oh my god and then people are pulling up memes comparing it to when Kyle and Kim yelled at Brandy at, at game night in season two of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and she called Brandy a slut pig, that this was like a recurring <laughs> moment of that. And Brandy's sitting there just like, wow, you two are crazy. And then in her confessional, she's just like, Taylor's yelling at me and I want to listen to her. But all I can think of is that stupid cat meme where, you know, Taylor's like screaming and then the cat's like, ah, I don't get the meme. I don't understand like what, like, I don't get it. Um, I guess it looks like she's sparring with the cat and the cat's like hissing at her and she's yelling at the cat. Sure, I don't think it's as funny as I guess the internet appears to think it is because it like is all it always circulates all over the place. But anyway, Taylor's screaming at Brandy about how like I've put up with your shit for far too long and I'm sick of it and you're not going to speak to me like this. And then Jill Zarin gets involved and Jill Zarin's like, oh my God, calm down. Like it's not that serious. You need to tone it down a notch. And then Phaedra's like, these ladies are crazy. And she's like, me and Eva are the only two, like, sane ones here. And I'm like, yeah, I, well, I mean, aside from Taylor and I guess Vicky, everyone seemed, for the most part, tame. Brandy was tame. Brandy was like, I'm not engaging. I'm not going to fight with you. I'm pretty sure Brandy ends up fighting with somebody at some point. But in the clip, it made me excited for Ultimate Girls Trip. I think it's actually going to be a juicy night. And I'm looking forward to it. Or a juicy new show that will air Thursdays, likely, on Peacock. <sighs> Again, that is all I have for you guys, but I hope you had a lovely weekend. Hopefully, you're not nursing any hangovers because hopefully all you were drinking was No Filter Wine, which is available at nofilterwine.com. Go to nofilterwine.com to stock up. We have a delicious, lightly fizzy, crisp rosé wine and a lightly fizzy, crisp white wine, all available at nofilterwine.com. Four fun designs inspired by Real Houses of Beverly Hills, Atlanta, Salt Lake City, and New Jersey. You can stock up. It is 13% alcohol by volume, but less than a gram of sugar, so you won't get that gnarly wine headache. Must be 21 or older to order, and please drink responsibly, guys. I want you to get, Liddy. I want you to get Liddy City, but I still want you to be responsible about it. Um, I'm excited. I'm celebrating my birthday next week, which will be super fun. My birthday's on the 15th. So be sure to remember that. Give me a birthday shout out on the 15th. Um, and don't forget to subscribe to Adam's channel because he's got the big interview coming up. I don't know if he's it's yet been revealed who the guest is, but it's juicy. I'm telling you that right now. Thank you guys for listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. You can give me a follow at Just Plain Zach if you give a shit about me personally or you just want the tea, go to follow at No Filter with Zach. We go live every Tuesdays for book club and Thursdays for Thirsty Thursday Night where we spill some tea and have some drinks. Love you. Mean it. Talk to you later. Bye.